This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. You're after something. Is it revenge? Money? Or is it something else? You look good. A little rough around the edges, but good. Heard about a job. Big shot gangster putting together crew. I'm a driver. And I'm a flyer. I waited a long time for a shot like this. What do you think? Well, what do you know? You got a line on a ship? Yeah, I know a guy. He's the best smuggler around. I heard a story about you. I was wondering if it's true. Everything you've heard about me is true. <laughs> L3! Let go of the mean man's face. Who are these guys? If you come with us, you're in this life for good. You might want to buckle up, baby. Here they come! Let me give you some advice. We assume everyone will betray you. And you will never be disappointed. I got a really good feeling about this. Since when do you know how to fly? <laughs> 190 years old? You look great. Push it! So glad we took this job! Nicole Byer. And I'm Lauren Lapkus. And today we watched Solo, a Star Wars story. And we're joined by comedian Sean Distant. Hello, You've guys. seen him on Wreck. Oh, you don't want credits? <laughs> no, no, no credits. Oh, we're already talking over <laughs> each other. This is going to be fantastic. Well, I'm going to give you credits because I love you and I adore you. Please. So you've been on Wreck, Mr. Student Body President. And you play Jar Jar Binks, my favorite person of the franchise, on the George Lucas talk show. Yes, I am the human version of Jar Jar Binks, so I'm glad to be on the show. <laughs> I've always said that about you. Everyone knows that I'm very clumsy. <laughs> I did kind of think Jar Jar Binks was sort of like Jamaican a little bit. Like he sort of was like from the islands, you know? I think so. He had a little soul to him. Yeah, yeah. How are you guys? Hello. Hello, hello. We're both doing so great right now. Thriving right now. <laughs> yeah, we're thriving. I'm kind of doing really well. I'm eating great. I've been exercising so much. Yes. Um, it's great. 
I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm, I've learned the piano. I speak Russian now. I'm just really good. <laughs> I'm actually showering three times a day. It's very cool. Oh, yeah. Same Z's. Three times a day. I walk at least 37 miles a day, which is more than a marathon. I'm so doing really steps. well. Sean, can I ask you a question? Please. What is your relationship to Star Wars? Do you love it? Okay. I love this podcast because <laughs> I feel like I had a similar journey to you guys in that. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. It came to me. Star Wars was a late find for me. I, I didn't like grow up with Star Wars. I wasn't like old enough to have seen the original ones in theaters. And like I, you know, my parents are from Jamaica. I sort of mentioned earlier, but like because of that, like I didn't like have the same touchstones that everyone did as a kid. Like I learned most Beatles songs like in middle school band and I was like oh this is a pretty cool song and then I would hear the lyrics and I'd be like okay yeah this is a song I should have known you're like the guy from yesterday like I just discovered this song true (laughs) I'm like check this out no but um it's so like I you know wait Sean maybe that's a black people thing because Tina Turner did a lot of Beatles covers and I thought they stole her songs that's Listen amazing. to me. So you want to know an <laughs> even crazier thing. So like my parents are from Jamaica and like they have like music culture down there where they'll like just steal songs mm-hmm. and put, make reggae versions of them. And they uh-huh. were straight up songs that I thought were reggae songs until I heard the other version. And one of those is the song like um, the one where he's like, I'm a I'm an alien. I'm a legal alien. I used to think that was a reggae song. (laughs) And I thought it went like, I'm a Jamaican in New York. (laughs) But it's not that. (laughs) So like, yeah, like my, I didn't like grow up with Star Wars. So I honestly got into Star Wars because of the show you mentioned, the George Lucas talk show, which you were a guest on. Did you also do it, Lauren? I was trying to remember that because I think that I did, but I don't. Maybe in L.A.? Yeah, because I don't remember like what I mean. Obviously, I have never known anything about Star Wars, so I don't know what yes. I would have been doing there. So <laughs> the the show is hosted by our friend Connor Ratliff in New York. It's been running for God maybe seven years. I know. I think they're right now making a documentary about it because oh wow, it's just one of those weird things that like Connor does for ten years and it becomes this like epic thing. But um, so Connor would play George Lucas and host like this talk show. And I was his sidekick, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> and I didn't really do an impression of Jar Jar Binks because I just <laughs> didn't. I, I, honestly, when I started doing the show, I didn't know that much about Star Wars. So I was just like, Connor, whatever, I'll do the show with you. And it's very funny. I sent to your producer a clip of you, Nicole, describing Star Wars, having <laughs> never heard of it, like not knowing anything about it. And it's very funny because you do know some very specific things. One one thing you did know was Queen Amidala. And <laughs> the reason you knew it, the thing you said was like, it is, she's like, is that a black lady? And Connor's like, no. And it's like, what, what white lady you know named Queen Amidala? <laughs> I stand by it. That's a black it's name. It's true. <laughs> it's absolutely true. So many of these Star Wars are crazy. These names are crazy. Um, but... Yeah, like, so that was the show that, like, really piqued my interest with Star Wars, and it had this weird fandom, and I, like, became really good friends with Connor and just, like, started watching. I think I had seen the original Star Wars, but didn't care that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I rewatched them, having a little bit deeper knowledge as being around Connor. And yeah, like, I loved them. And by the time Force Awakens came out, I was, like, fully obsessed with it and, like, cried in theaters at all the scenes and, like, oh. loved it. I like love Star Wars now. So I'm like a latecomer. So I do like very much so empathize with your guys' plight in that the original movies are kind of boring. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. The, you know, episode four is boring. I don't How do know. you feel about the fact that every movie takes place in real time <laughs> and they're all okay. 24 hours long? I mean, there's a so I have this thing where like with the new movies I know they're all like two and a half hours so like I'll just go see them twice in one weekend because I'm like I gotta walk out at some point and piss so like I gotta come back and see this scene later that's such commitment I will just like truly walk commitment. out and pee and then just not know and then just be confused and just wander and that's at back home in when I could pause it yeah <laughs> <laughs> same today I was like oh I could pause this to pee but I was like but I then mean- that's 
prolonging the movie. It makes it longer, but also I was like, I'm not going to understand what's happening more because no. I paused it. I have to have subtitles oh on because I don't understand. Like, it's, there's so I many want things to explain. I want to explain so much to you guys. I'm, I, I don't know what your opinions on The Last Jedi are because you've already watched that one, right? Um, yes, we did watch that. Yes. Oh, I no, Well, I don't even want to know, but I am, am very fascinated to know what you thought. I mean... That one, well, we kind of liked that one. We kind of liked it. That is my favorite one. Yeah, I like oh. that one. I think that's oh Paul, Tompkins, Paul, uh, Paul Tompkins' favorite one, too. I think it's a lot of people's least favorite, but I think for fans who aren't as nostalgic for the like old shit, that is like the clearly the yeah. best one. Well, and I had some feelings like that today with this movie. Like, okay, so this one was released... Uh, this is Solo. It was released May 25th, 2018. So it's very recent. Directed mm-hmm. by Ron Howard. Oh. I had some similar feelings where at first I was sort of into it because it felt like a current movie, which is a dumb thing to say because it is. But yeah. it felt <laughs> like, oh, this is like a Marvel movie or something that I might be able to like watch and follow and like whatever. And the acting was actually more amped up in a way that felt like almost like it felt like star wars like cosplay (laughs) like it felt like they were like excited to be in the star wars universe yeah but they were not meant to be there do you know what i mean (laughs) well especially because you're playing younger versions of characters which they don't do a ton of in this world like they normally will recast someone but like you know, to see Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian does feel like he's doing an impression of him a yeah, little bit, which and is it's really kind fun. Of cute. I feel yeah. like all of them had to be doing impressions because Hans yeah. is such an iconic character, and then to like walk into those shoes, you kind of oh. have to do what we already know because it's already been established. Plus, it's like yeah. it's like Muppet Babies, like it's them younger, <laughs> so it's like well. <laughs> He's like Han Solo, but he's like still fun and flirty because he hasn't like, you know, aged up yet or whatever. That is such a good comparison, Muppet Babies. It truly is. Look, a lot of people hated the acting in this movie, which to me is kind of like having rewatching it this weekend. I'm like, the the thing they're really hating is that it's not Harrison Ford. Yeah. Right. And there was a lot of backlash with this guy, you know, Alden. What is his name? Alden. What is Alden? Alden Elrich. Elrich or something? But Elrich, I think. I I will say that look, Solo in my like list of Star Wars movies isn't like the top. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle, but I really enjoyed this guy doing like a stupid Harrison Ford micro impression. I thought he was you know? like he was fun. One thing I thought was kind of fun was like right off the bat they have like the romance like there's mm-hmm. like kissing, yes. like all the stuff we've kind of been waiting yeah. for for like the last yes. 15 million movies. They're like kissing right away. I was right thinking away. about that. Yeah, I was thinking about that. And he's such a heartthrob, right? Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and one thing that's kind of weird about it almost was that I was like, I think that I sort of cared less about their relationship because they were already kissing and stuff. Where the yes. last, all the movies before have made me mm-hmm. care about them getting to that point. Well, so here's what's tricky about this movie is that it takes place in the past, and we know that Han Solo falls in love with Leia. Mm-hmm. So they didn't quite want the movie to end on a kiss because that would feel so tragic, right. you know? Yeah. So I do think it was like strategic to start in a very romantic place and then see where that goes and how he becomes this sort of like solo cowboy s figure yeah. like i, I don't did know not I, like I, how I, he got his name that was corny as fuck so it's so corny i understand and i'll say this about the uh, new movies couldn't believe Look, it you what's can your name hate. hans hans what <laughs> oh me i don't have a last name but like a bunch of people in this universe do have last names but not me well, I well, guess you're you... alone, Solo. You're Han Solo. Ugh. Do you wish his name was Hans, Nicole? Do you think? <laughs> do you wish he was saying Hans instead? They're like Han. What's your real? What's your last name? Just put an S there so it can be Hans. Then it would have been more. If his name was Hans, it would have been more interesting because then his last name would have been Olo, and I don't know how they would have come to that. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been just. 
a really long scene like, of them you're sitting alone? alone. Yeah, I'm alone. <laughs> you're alone. You're alone. Uh, you're alone. <laughs> alone. All so you're all so alone. Should we call you? Should we call you Al? Drop the A mm-hmm. Al. <laughs> um. Look, okay, so that is definitely like part of the thing that people didn't love about this movie is that a lot of the criticism is like, why did they make this? Like, what? what's the point of rehashing all this shit? And I, I don't know, a lot of like diehard Star Wars fans hate stuff like that. And for me as a newer Star Wars fan, like you described it as cosplay, I'm like, yeah, that's just fun. I don't know. It's scary. Yeah, it, I'm not really mad at it. It's like it's cute. Yeah. Like it's but I but now that we've been watching all of these movies, it does feel like it's a it's adjacent. Like it doesn't feel like it's mm-hmm. fully So do you So that's interesting. Do you feel like you're understanding like you have an opinion on Star Wars stuff? Like you're saying Literally, that this doesn't feel full like Star Wars. Like Darth Maul came <laughs> in and I was like, "Why is Darth Maul here?" Like I'm like, "Why do I know who the fuck <laughs> Darth Maul I is. thought the same thing. Yes. I was like, there's my buddy Darth Maul. I was like, where's his scooter? And then Mike Mike came in later and I was like, you actually see how Chewie like became his sidekick because like, and I was like telling him this whole thing. And I was like, I hate myself. <laughs> see, I love that so much. Like I when this podcast started, I imagined in my head both of you at this point where you're like in the newer movies kind of caring a little bit because that's exactly mm-hmm. like yeah. how I fell into it. Yeah, I, I will say. I don't know if oh, you guys. Ooh, sorry, you go ahead. No, I was going to say I I actually enjoyed the part where we meet Chewie. That was a fun part. Same. Oh, that part's great. I don't know if you guys clocked it, but during the like campfire scene or whatever where they're talking to Chewie. Uh, yes. Hans is translating for Chewie and he goes, Chewie wants to see his family or his tribe. And I was like, I wonder if they said family or tribe as in like a, a nod to the Christmas special where he does have a family. <laughs> where Ab- it's like, believe what oh you God. want. Wait, I think absolutely. And in that scene where they're on uh, Kessel in the like the mine where they rescue the other Wookiees. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that like one scene where he's like talking to the other Wookiee and then he like touches his head on her on like, I think mm-hmm. her head. I'm like, yo, is that his wife? Like, who is that person? I know. Who was that? OK, I, I thought you would know. his wife. So the way Star Wars works is like you'll look it up and there'll for sure be a name for it for that person. But I don't know if it was like his wife or something, but oh. it's it's definitely a nod at like seeing other Wookiees anytime is a nod at. The Christmas special. I, I thought you would like that part because of that. <laughs> I did. I liked it a whole bunch. Also, did Lando Carizian, did he fuck his robot? Okay, so let's talk about this. They say- Yeah, that seemed really romantic. <laughs> didn't they? Do you know who the robot is? No. That's Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh, Fleish. She's the voice of the robot. Wow. So they it sounded familiar. Yeah, so, but I, I think the, the writers confirmed that Lando was pansexual and that he does hook up with the robot. <laughs> like you can look that up. That is like confirmed well, by the right. I love Honestly, that. I didn't need it confirmed because they basically I say it. Well, Kira was like, yeah. how does that work? And she was like, oh, it works. And See? then when he like runs to save this like dismembered robot, I was like, yeah, you're saving this robot because you want to fuck it later. So that that to me was a really interesting choice. I love the way Donald Glover played that. It did feel tragic when she got shot, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Wait, did you guys, do you guys know the story of the directors of this movie? Ron Howard. So Ron Howard ended up taking over, but originally, oh, it, yeah. was it was Lord the, the and Miller. The guys who did uh, 21 the Lego Jump Street, yeah. And tw- 21 uh-huh. Jump Street. What happened? Do you know those guys, Lauren? No. So, they, so what happened was they started making the movie, and I think the rumors were the movie was going to be very funny, like a Lord and Miller movie, mm-hmm. like a straight up comedy. And the person who's like in charge of Star Wars IP, Kathleen Kennedy. I don't know if you've heard her name. I feel before. like we've seen that. She basically, she's like sort of the mastermind of all of Star Wars, Disney and all of Star Wars. Like mm-hmm. she's been around for a long time, but she basically, I think they just didn't like the dailies that were coming out and were thinking that it was like too goofy and not Star Warsy enough. So they fired them and then brought in Ron Howard. But that's what we would have wanted. See, yes. I know it a been lot. So much fun. I want to imagine silly. a full-on comedy. So that's why, like Donald Glover's in it. Like he's he could have been like scenes where he's like on the ship doing his like captain's log thing. Like there's little mm-hmm. remnants of the comedy. Yeah. In 
in it. And it could have been so much funnier. And, and I like think Woody like, Harrelson and stuff. Like there's a lot of people who yeah, do comedy. Funny. Yeah. I think that, that it would have been a totally different movie. I still think it's decent. Like Ron Howard does a very Ron Howard-esque thing. Like, you know, like the opening scene of the movie is that like car chase. And it's very like reminiscent mm-hmm. of like old Ron Howard movies. I think like American Graffiti, which is a, mm. um, which is a, a George Lucas movie is about like driving around and it's truly like inspired by Ron Howard's like old school feel, which I don't, I don't hate it, but it could have been like a straight hard comedy, which would have been so fun. Yeah, that would have been, I think that would have been the choice. Like that would have been a nice, since it's not part of the, the saga, it's Skywalker like, it's saga. A, it's a Star Wars story. Like you could do something different with it. I think totally. it should have been a comedy. That would have been So like fun. The Mandalorian. You guys know The Mandalorian, the new show. Yeah. Oh, we know Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda show. They have a ton of comedians on that show. And they do a ton mm-hmm. of hard comedy on that show. And like, I don't know. I think a whole movie of it would be really fun. I don't know. Well, I agree. I want that personally. And that's yeah. the one that we should be cast in. Oh, yes. yes 100%. <laughs> I want to play Lando Calrissian's uh, very sassy sister. I want to play Chewie's um, ex-girlfriend. Ha! <laughs> oh, also, the man who plays Chewie, I cannot remember his name, but he is a daddy. He's hot. I need he's, to see. He's like a really tall, attractive dude. Yeah. Well, he's yeah, been, he's so hot. And he's been playing Chewie for so long. It's a crime. It's yeah. a crime that he is so hot and he's covered in hair. I think that like the fact that there are characters like Chewbacca that can live in all these different movies and you're so excited to see them every time, like that shit is tight. I don't think Wait, you can hate on that. What? I don't know if we're talking about the same person. Seeing? Wait, I think there's two people. I think I think there's two people, Lauren. I think there's <laughs> an original like a guy. Really old man <laughs> who is like Yeah, there's an there's a newer person, no, I think. That this is one, now his name is Junus Sumato. Okay, yeah. I'm looking at Peter something something. Okay. No, no, Junus. Okay. Oh yeah, he's hot. You should Google the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other guy's name? If you just Google Chewy actor, which is what I googled, you will find him. <laughs> yeah, this guy's like seven feet tall. Okay, here's the plot. Let's get into this a little bit. So. On the planet Corellia, orphaned children are made to steal to survive. Young adults Han and Kira make an escape from a local gang. They bribe an Imperial officer with stolen coaxium, a powerful hyperspace fuel, for passage on an outgoing transport. But Kira is apprehended before she can board. Han vows to return for her and joins the Imperial Navy as a flight cadet. When the recruiting officer asks for his surname, Han explains that he is alone with no family, so the recruiter gives him the last name, Solo. So dumb. Okay, so, so it is dumb, but I will say this. Okay, so you know how like you meet Ray in a force in the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a last name either, right? Oh yeah, mm, right. and it's because she's an orphan. So in a weird way, it's tying Han Solo to Ray, so that when you watch this movie and then you rewatch oh, Force Awakens, you're it explains like, why Ray likes Han so much. There are little things throughout the movie that will give you like the connection that Ray has between Han and Leia and Luke. And this is one of those things that connects Han to Ray is that mm. she's an orphan and he's an orphan. Both didn't have last names. So it, you know, it's st- stupid, but the nerdiest part of me wants to be like, okay, but hold on. Actually, the thing is this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's like cute. Like one thing I, I like is when we, when we're, since the movies come out of order in the storyline, yeah. we end up getting like, the information about stuff we've already seen, like how it came to be. And those are always the parts that I like the most. So even though it, the solo part like is kind of corny, I'm also like, Oh, it's kind of cute to like, see how he got his name or whatever. Like I like, I mm-hmm. like the backstory. Yeah. There's a ton of that in this movie. Did you guys, I, I'm wondering how much of like the little things you guys recognized. Like, did you recognize when, when like Han says, I have a really good feeling about this. No, no. But I read that somewhere. So there's a joke in Star Wars that they, I guess they call a joke, where in almost all the movies, somebody says, I have a really bad feeling about this. Mm. In every one of the movies. 
So in this movie, they sort of invert it because Han hasn't like become Han Solo yet. So he's thinking mm-hmm. he has a really good. Fe- so like, there's a thousand things in like like that in this movie that seems so fucking random and stupid if you have no idea what is happening. Yeah. But then for the like nerdiest of nerds like myself, it's like, oh fuck, okay, <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I mean, it starts to, I mean, it kind of is like an improv nerd thing of like weaving all the information you get from the opening into the show. Mm-hmm. And then it's like really Thank satisfying. You for something I understand. Yes, yes. But I will say this, it does like weave it, but it's as if you weaved, is this, your opening is second beats and then you have to go back <laughs> to the yeah. first beats. And then you go to uh, third beats. No. And then you go and do like tangents of yeah. on all these. This is like a Star it's Wars like a form. Like we should start Star Wars form and we do a scene that makes no sense and then we make sense of it and then we unfurl that and then we just talk about other shit. Well, you got you should do three scenes and then wait like eight weeks and then do three more scenes <laughs> that take place before it. Wait, so let me ask you this about the beginning of the movie. Did you think okay. that Han Solo and Kira, Game of Thrones, Daenerys. Yeah. Who? I didn't realize that's who that was. She's the dragon queen from Game of Thrones. But she looks so different. Oh boy. She does look a lot different. I have no idea who the dragon queen is. She's the one with the really long blonde hair. Yeah. I've never really seen it. she had it. dragons. But yeah. It's, it's okay. not a huge deal. Uh, but sure. how did you guys think they had like chemistry? Did were, Was that like horny for you guys? Like what was like... I loved them a little bit. Like, I kind of thought their relationship was really sweet. Yeah, I think the initial, like, kissing and stuff, I believed it. I was like, oh, they're mm-hmm. really passionate. Like, it felt real. And I liked that. Yeah. I was into it. Yeah, there's this scene at the end where they're talking at the, like, final, like, sand planet or whatever. And they're having a talk. And he's like, well, I'm a bad guy. I'm I'm like, you know, I'm a... I'm the outlaw or something. And she's like, you're not Mm -hmm. the outlaw. Like, there's this really cute scene. I don't know. I think they really nailed that moment. Like, there isn't a ton of chemistry in that way in these movies. And I don't know. I just thought that was No, I agree. Yes, I agree. I think they had so much more chemistry than uh, Anakin and Padme. Oh, my God. That was (laughs) my thing. God. Yeah. Any oil and vinegar has more chemistry together (laughs) than fucking Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman. How do you feel about... Ray and Kylo Ren's chemistry. That I oh my liked. God, so hot. We wanted them to. That. So hot. Yeah. Like we in the, truly wanted them to fuck. Yeah. The Last Jedi. That scene where they like cut to him and his shirt is off is like and so he's so wide. So wide. Funny. Wide is the uh, word. Like it's just like that's what you guys yes. took from it. Just wideness. Yeah. He's so, wide. He's so wide and hot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Can... I wanted him to send his dick through the forest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Kylo Ren is wide. <laughs> Yeah, I do think that that's something that I like about the new movies is that chemistry mm-hmm. is like holds them together so hard. They're yeah, yeah, really... yeah. Continuing the plot. So three years later, Hans is expelled from the Imperial Flight Academy for insubordination and is serving as an in- infamy man on the Mimban. He encounters <laughs> a group of criminals posing as Imperial soldiers led by Tobias Beckett. He attempts to blackmail them into uh, taking him with them, but then Beckett gets him arrested for desertion and throws him into a, a pit fed to, to be fed to a Wookiee named Chewbacca. Able to understand Chewbacca's language, he pursues him to cooperate to escape. Beckett is aware of the usefulness of Wookiee's strength, rescues and enlists them in the gang to steal a shipment of Coaxum on Vandor <laughs> Negative One. The plan <laughs> The plan goes. <laughs> The plan goes awry when the Cloud Riders, a group of so-called terrorists led by the infime nest, arrive, resulting in the deaths of two crew members, including Beckett's wife and the destruction of the Coxum. Okay, so the part where he gets thrown into the thing with Chewie and then Chewie's like this muddy, chained up beast Mm -hmm. and then they fight each other and then... They run off together and then they shower together. And then they shower together. <laughs> yes, I loved the shower together. Me too. You I was like, that when those those big loved chewy feet stomped in, I was like, Ooh, oh, what's gonna go down in, in here? <laughs> uh huh. But you know what I actually really loved about it? 
that Hans wasn't turned like he wasn't like, oh, get out of here. No homo, dude. He was just like, we could have totally done this cool separately, but you're in here. He's so like, I guess whatever. I'll scrub your ass. <laughs> I want to hear your guys' fan fiction about what that shower was like when the cameras we turned We should off. write that. Oh, 100% sure Hans turned around and Chewie gave it to him. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> you think Chewie's the top? Chewie's definitely oh, the top. I think Chewie is definitely okay. the top. I don't know. Maybe he's a power bottom. If Chewie's the power bottom, um, he's the size of the of a king size bed. And <laughs> it makes me wonder how big his hole is. Did you like when I, <laughs> Lauren, that's I crazy. I wonder how big his hole is. <laughs> Honestly, great question. Is Lauren, Chewie blown out? Yeah, she should make a shirt that says how big is Chewie's hole. I just want to know. He's eight feet tall. <laughs> Did you like when Han Solo like talked to him in Chewie language? Like they never really do that in the other movies and like they always just like understand him, but then he like mm-hmm. does it. Can you guys do like a Chewie voice? <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> Would you guys both play? Wait, would you guys get cast as like Chewie's family and wear those big suits? I would, would totally you be do like that. Chewie? Yeah, I, I would, would do it. gladly. Absolutely. I want to be in the new holiday special. <laughs> oh my god, let me be in that holiday special. I want to be someone's fever dream in the holiday special. Yes. Oh, they actually did that. Okay, so in this movie, they had one of those holographic like games that we that they have in the yes. holiday special. I yeah, think they so were the, paying a lot of homages to the holiday special or like nodding to it. Those games, I think, are also in the movie, like the little chess thing on. They're in um, something else too. Yeah, the ship. They're oh. in. They're in Star. They're they're in the original and they're in Force Awakens. Mm. And like, there's the well, there's this dumb detail where like they turn the game off in the old Star Wars, and when they turn it back on in Force Awakens, it is right where they left off in the game. Oh my God, what a fucking detail. I mean, How did cute. you clock that? Okay, so I want to give a shout out to some people right now. Is wow. that okay? Yeah. I know yeah. a lot about Star Wars and Game of Thrones and all this shit because of these this YouTube. There are these like YouTube dudes that make breakdowns of all these movies, like mm-hmm. Game of Thrones and Star Wars. So I'll like go watch a Star Wars movie and then come home and watch a breakdown of it. And they're called like new rock stars. They're actually like improvisers in LA that do it. Mm. But it is an incredible, like they do a tedious job breaking stuff down on this website. So like you can watch a 30 minute video on Solo and it'll just give you all these tiny fucking details. I'll tell you something. I would never, I would never, uh, I could be quarantined until 2030 and I would never... I think I have I to agree you with to you. Watch one. I want to like watch this. One. You so like sorry. that, and I really love that. It's, about it's not you. that I like it. It's not that I like it. It just it like gives me a deeper understanding of what the fuck is going on with the yeah. movies. And truly, they talk about it like directors do. So it like helps me as a writer think about like how people will pick my writing apart. You know, I think it's oh. you know, that's interesting. I mean, I think the thing is like I am enjoying when we learn more about it because. I, I, I do like to make more sense of it. However, I find it interesting that even the fans feel confused. People who like <laughs> yeah, love this totally. forever are like, I have to watch a 30 minute breakdown to understand yes. what happened. It is funny because like my favorite movie is Ghost. I watched Ghost one time and knew everything that fucking happened. <laughs> you right. can recite it word for word. Yeah, I know exactly. Like Sister Act, you know what yeah. happens. These movies, you're like, wait, what the fuck? If they were given a time limit of of 90 minutes, I think they would make it make more sense. But they just like take these. Yes. Yeah, I think most Star Wars movies, probably in the third act, they could cut a huge like 30 minutes out of it and you'd have yes, a really good Yes, they're two movie. and a half hours. They don't need to be two and a half hours. This could have ended after they like escaped that black hole and then that could have been the end yes. of the movie. Instead, there's like another 40 minutes. Of I know. And you think it's over so many times. Did you guys get sad when Tandy Newton died in the movie? I did. I did. I did that was a crazy I loved her part. little fro. I thought she was like cool. Wasn't it was crazy? very crazy. It's like you don't expect like a hard death like that in a Star Wars movie. And that one was like, oh, shit. Wait, kind of... Sean, you don't expect deaths in Star Wars. They kill well, off every single true. person you've they, ever loved. They do. But. Well, I guess at this point they do, but I wasn't expecting them at to kill this off this point, like. They killed Darth Vader in the third fucking movie. <laughs> they killed him. I was like, but he's the bad guy. But he's the bad guy. 
You know, it's like to me, it's like a PG thirteen movie where like people die and it's like there's no blood or anything. But to like blow up committing suicide mm-hmm. like that is like kind of shocking, I guess. It's different well, than like was, a lightsaber. Was. It was a crazy one. Yes, it was. Okay, I'm gonna keep reading here a little bit. Oh yeah, keep going. Becky reveals that he was ordered to steal the shipment for Dryden Voss, a high-ranking crime boss in the Crimson Dawn Syndicate. Han and Chewbacca volunteer to help him steal another shipment to repay the debt. They travel to Voss's yacht, where Han finds Kira, who has joined Crimson Dawn and is Voss's top lieutenant. Han suggests a risky plan to steal unrefined coaxium from the mines on Kessel. <laughs> Voss approves but insists Kira accompany the team. She leads them to Lando Calrissian, an accomplished smuggler and pilot who she hopes will lend them his ship, a freighter called the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Han challenges Lando to a game of sabak, with the wager being Lando's ship. Lando cheats to win but agrees to join the mission in exchange for a share of the profits. Okay, so yeah, we got Donald Glover. He's great. He's great. He's great. I thought he was very charismatic. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I really like that the card scene. That was fun to watch. I Yeah, I thought that was cute. I also thought it was funny because like it's like a fake game. And I just like the idea that like you could literally say anything. And as the viewer, we're like, he beat him. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I've watched it so many times and I'm kind of just like, you're just saying words that make no sense. I was thinking there's probably someone out there who's like, actually, I figured out the game and I can play it right now. Like, <laughs> I do. Honestly, I do. there is someone out there who can play this game. Yeah. 100%. I think they sell this game. as oh, like Okay. Well, they, really? but, um, I, they must. So do you guys, you guys recognize this as, something from the like original movies like when he meets Lando Calrissian originally well we remember talk about this. meeting them meeting Lando mm-hmm. and so Lando they they talk about how it used to be Lando's ship and how he lost it in a car game. right mm-hmm. oh so we're seeing that you're seeing that so it's one of those things that the fans were kind of like why are we seeing this I'm like I don't know it's an interesting I like that scene. I like that it was cute I but it was a real fake out because it is because you think he he's going to win. Yeah, you think he wins the ship and then he doesn't. And I was like, oh, fuck. But then he lets them like borrow the ship anyway. And I was like, oh, so we didn't really fucking need the card game. Yeah, that is kind of yeah. dumb. It was a bit of a misdirect for sure. Okay, more about this plot. Yes. Okay. So after re- reaching Kessel, the Falcon, Falcon <laughs> is infiltrating the mine. Lando's droid co-pilot L337, could have been an easier name, in instigates a slave revolt. Uh, in the confusion, they steal the coaxum, but L3 is fatally damaged and Lando is wounded during the escape. Meanwhile, Chewbacca comes across a group of other Wookiees that lead them to, that have been enslaved after the Empire had conquered their original homeworld. But then the others decide to take another ship to escape. Chewbacca chooses to stay with Hans. With the help of L3's navigational computer hotwired into the ship's system, Hans pilots the ship through dangerous and uncharted Kessel Run, approximately 12 parcels to elude an Imperial blockade. The Falcon, badly damaged, lands on the planet Savanrin to process the Kloxum. I mean... Yes. I want you to make a pronunciation guide for all of stuff. You should. That'd be really funny. So, someone has made a list of everything I've mispronounced. I like that I list. I spent a solid five minutes saying... Three three CPO is correct. <laughs> no, three CPO is wrong. Yeah, and I said it. I kept saying it out loud, and John was like, "What are you saying?" <laughs> and I was like, "The gold man's name." And he was like, "Say it again." I said it again. He's like, "Nicole, it's C three PO." The gold <laughs> man. Oh fuck! They should just oh. call him the gold man. It'd be easier to remember. It would be so much, the gay little gold man. I like worried. I like the idea of you sitting around in your house going. Three CPO, three CPO. And then he's like, what's wrong with you? And then you're like, the gold man's name. Oh, that is so funny. These movies and the quarantine have made me fucking nuts. You texted me today. You're like, this movie's two and a half hours long. And I was like, I know, but they know we're inside. They know. Because I was like, don't they know I have a fucking life? I I don't have time to watch two and a half hour movies every time. But uh, apparently I do have the time. So much. You're getting close to <laughs> yeah, the end. Do. I don't think there are that many more. We are super we long are fairly close. I uh, I don't know. Anyways, okay, I'll keep reading. <laughs> well, we have we have to. Well, we got to find out who the rogue one is. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. Okay, that's, we do. That's that's one of my faves as well. But continue. Okay, during a confrontation with Enfis, who tracked the team from Vandor, Lando leaves in the Falcon, reser- deserting everyone <laughs> else. Enfis explains to Han that she and her crew are not pirates. 
but rebels made up of victims from the tyrannical state of the galaxy trying to strike back at the syndicates and the Empire. Han becomes sympathetic to their cause and tries to trick Voss, but the crime lord reveals Beckett has already alerted him to the double cross. Voss sends his guards to kill Enfys, but the cloud riders overpower them instead, leaving Voss defenseless. Having anticipated Voss's strategy, Han tries to take the coaxium, only for Beckett to betray Voss, escaping with it and taking Chewbacca hostage. Kira kills Voss and sends Han after Beckett. She contacts Voss's superior, the former Sith Lord Maul, to inform him of the mission's failure and claim Voss's position. She blames the, fu- the failure on Beckett, never mentioning Han. Maul orders Kira to meet with him on Dathomir. Gotta okay. say, this is a lot of shit to happen in the last There's so, yeah. so minutes much of this, this movie. Have- There's like a triple cross. There's like a yes. triple cross there that they probably could have gotten some headway on earlier. It's definitely super long. Mm-hmm. I think that just has something to do with there being two sets of directors. Like they made mm. basically, they reshot it almost completely. So they like put oh, two shit. movies together almost. Oh, they had already shot with the other guys? They shot a bunch with Lord they and Miller. They shot for like months, right? And then they, they shut it down and then reshot like, I think like 75% of the movie with That's Ron a Howard. mess. That's why Isn't it crazy? Duh. Okay, wait. Can I ask a question? Yes, go ahead. When Homegirl takes off her mask and she is a beautiful, light-skinned, luscious woman, is that Tandy Newton's daughter? That's what I thought. So it, I think that may have been some sort of deleted like storyline uh-huh. because she did sort of look like she could have been Tandy Newton and... What's his name's daughter? Like, it, but you know he what didn't I mean? seem to know who she was. I, I mean, maybe she. It was a secret. Who knows? But uh-huh. the, there was, was some, there was something there. But then I don't think that made but any see, sense. This of is it. what I drives mean, I me so crazy because I was watching and then I go, "Oh, is that her daughter?" And then I was like, "I think I missed uh-huh. something." And then you're telling me you've seen uh-huh. it a hundred times and you don't know. So yes, I know it's that's not. Crazy. I know it's not. Uh, but okay. here's what happened. They were going to make three of these movies. Three solos. They were going to make a series of movies based on this, like a franchise of this. So like when she goes off and is talking to Darth Maul, they were going to follow some whole thing with that. So I think that might have been something they would have maybe paid off in another movie. Mm, Okay. I don't know. Oh, but wait, I, I want to go back. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Did you, wait, wait, did you guys remember real? the Kessel Run? Did you guys know what that was? The Kessel Run. What is that? No, what's the Kessel Run? So in the first movie, when they talk about the Millennium Falcon, yeah. he goes, yeah, it's the fastest ship in the galaxy. It did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. They say that in the first movie. Yes. Oh, so so then that, we, sh- we see it. So that is what you're seeing here. And like parsecs is a unit of like length or something so it's not time it's confusing i love that when they're like he did it in 12 parsecs and we're like wow like it's like it's just like, wow Pars- 12 parsecs? It, it means not 13 parsecs <laughs> it truly means nothing but then you see this like 25 minute sequence where they've like set up this whole thing to tell that story it is kind of like okay i guess i get that mm. it's so the other, wild the other thing do you guys know about the han shooting first thing mm. no no Okay, so George Lucas recut the movies, right? He did, like, a special edition. Uh-huh. And in the original movie, Han Solo kills this bounty hunter in in Tatooine. And okay. he shoots him first. Like, Han Solo just pulls the gun and kills him first. But in the recut, he like, George Lucas makes it so the other guy tries to shoot him. So, like, all the fans were mad because they were like, Han shot first. Why are you trying to make him not, like, a scoundrel or something? Oh. So the whole movie with him and Woody Harrelson, the whole thing is setting up that one moment at the end where Han Solo just shoots Woody Harrelson. Oh. So it's like this very fucking long convoluted thing to set up this one stupid part in the first movie. And that is where I think everyone hates it. It is almost as if these movies were made to like appease fans. Totally. They're like, we're going to do this Han shot first. All right. So we're going to make a whole ass movie to show that Han's shot first. That makes... And then all the fans hated it. (laughs) It's kind of wild. Okay, before we go into the last little chunk, can I just... Mm -hmm. So Kira is now, like, talking to Darth Maul, and they're, like, best fucking buddies, but then we never... Wait, does Darth... Wait, when does this fucking movie happen? This movie's after Revenge of the Sith. And that's the second movie? before that... No, Revenge of the Sith is the third of the prequels. That's the one where so, you see Hayden Christensen become Darth Maul. So this... Or to become Darth Vader, sorry. This happens before the third movie. Before... 
after the third movie, before after a new the hope. After the third movie, before the before a new hope. Yeah. Oh, so but then Darth Maul dies in the third so one. In so just so there's a bunch of cartoons that are online. I don't know if you're gonna watch those. So I mean, they're on cartoons? Disney Plus. Yeah. In between yeah. the fucking da, 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 da. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. There's two cartoon nuts. series. There's one called Attack of the Clones, a cartoon series, and then one called My Rebels. God, I'm And you busy. find out that Darth Maul. I know you find yeah, out that really, Darth so, Maul's alive, busy. basically. So okay. Darth Maul's alive. Yes. Before the does he die before the fourth movie? It's Wait, so no, complicated. Doesn't Darth Maul die in the in the okay, first fine. one? He dies in the first one, and then because of some force thing, he like finds himself in a trash planet, and he comes back to life. It's crazy. Okay. Well, uh... people hated that. That scene was even shot. I think because they shot that scene separate because I didn't even think they were going to use Darth Maul. I think they just threw it in last minute because they're like people will like Darth Maul. Well, it was very confusing to see Darth yeah. Maul because I was like, I think Darth Maul is fucking dead. Before I agree. I, don't know. I was confused. Whole, I was so confused. Yeah, again, I think they were going to do like three movies and try to explain what happened, but they never and did And then that. when he was like, we're going to be working close, I was like, it truly seems like Kira be fucking around. I think she'd be fucking Darth Maul. She'd be fucking Princeton Man. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I think she's fucking all these people. But like, and no shade, like slutted up around the galaxy. Like, I'm happy for her. But like, I because she kisses, uh, what's his name? Like in the middle of the movie. But it was so unclear. Like she had that. It seemed like there was something happening with the bad guy. And then yeah, I don't know. Did you like? Did you guys like Paul Bettany, the the bad guy with the marks on his face? Um, I thought he was fine. Mm. I thought he could have been um more evil. Well, I was like, I think <laughs> he's. Care, I, I was like, I think he's bad, and then like it was like, yep, he's bad. Like I don't know, like I just didn't really have. <laughs> yeah, I wanted yeah. him to be more evil. Okay, so then Hans catches up to Beckett and confronts him. Wait, did we did we do that? No, already? you can read that yeah, part. Yeah. No, okay, uh, and confronts him, shooting Beckett before he can return fire. With his dying words, Beckett tells Hans that he made a smart choice because he would have shot him. Kira leaves in Voss's yacht, which is not a yacht; it's like a floating brick. <laughs> then Hans and Chewbacca turn the coaxum over to the Ifis, who offer Hans a chance to join the rebellion against the Empire. Then he like declines, and then she gives him a vow of the coaxum, enough to purchase a ship of his own. Hans and Chewbacca locate Lando and challenge him to a rematch in Sabak. Once again, wagering the Falcon, Hans wins, having stolen the card Lando was keeping up his sleeve in order to cheat. Mm. He and Chewbacca leave for Tatooi, uh, <laughs> where Hans heard from Beckett earlier that a crime lord is putting together a profitable job and the film ends with the Falcon jumping into hyperspace, baby. Do you guys know who that crime lord is? Who? Um, ooh, you, ooh, I know, I know, I know. Do I don't know. say it. It's okay. Jabba the Hutt. Yes, Nicole. Oh my yes, God, she's a good. Star Wars fan. <laughs> Nicole. I knew you would know that. You know Thank stuff. You. <laughs> That so basically, good. that is setting up the whole thing in A New Hope where Han Solo's like indebted oh. to this guy. Okay, that's cute. Mm-hmm. That's the story. That's kind of cute, I guess. I'm going to um, hop into this little trivia section for a second here. Okay. Yeah. When Han and Chewbacca are introducing themselves to one another, Han says Chewbacca for the first and only time in the franchise. He never oh. refers to him by that name again in any of the other Star Wars movies. So even in New Hope, he doesn't call him Chewbacca ever? No, no he calls, he calls him, him Chewie. Chewie. And, and the line is, he's like, Chewbacca? I'm going to have to figure out a nickname for you, which is kind of like a cute okay. send for It's cute, but also xenophobic. Say his name. Yes. <laughs> that is his name. Say his full yes. name. Look, in if a way... If you have a hard name, you got to let people know that that is your name. Right. No, in a way, the those <laughs> Wookiees are kind of like a black analog. There's like a whole planet that gets enslaved and then like... I get it. Like, that shit is true. <laughs> That's Say his fucking name. <laughs> it's not that hard anyway. <laughs> Let's take a break and we'll be right back with some more solo trivia. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. 
Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. Okay, here's more solo trivia. So in Dresden, Dresden. boss's meeting room. <laughs> in the Dresden and Los Feliz, yeah. boss's meeting room, the golden idol from the opening scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark can be seen briefly on the tables. Uh, so too is Mandalorian body armor similar to Boba Fett's. Oh, okay. Seems that Chewbacca never was able to get the hang of that holographic game he loses here to Tobias Beckett. It's the game he plays against C-3PO in the original Star Wars film and loses in a similar fashion then, too. So, okay, yeah. We we remembered our favorite movie, The Holiday Special, as being yes. where that appears. Yes. yes. Did, you guys, did you guys catch that he was 190 years old? I, yes, because Hans was like, how the fuck do you know how to fly a plane? He was like, bitch, I'm yeah. fucking old. I will say that that part when he like sits in the Falcon when they finally are like pilot and co-pilot and the Star Wars movie music plays like that shit got me, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that that too. It was exciting. But then Hans was truly just screaming nonsense. He was like, let the diffusers fuse and then jack up the landing plans. (laughs) That's Star Wars. You got to scream nonsense. Okay, but here's a good one for you, Nicole. When Chewie put his hand puts his hand on Han's shoulder at the end, uh-huh. Junas Suatomo's finger is visible through the fur. Ooh, I gotta watch it again because <laughs> Junas is my daddy. I love him. Okay, I know a little trivia. Do you guys know Warwick Davis? Is yeah, in this movie? yeah. We we saw him, right? Who's Warwick Davis? He plays. He played um one of the. What are they called on um in the Return of the Jedi? Those little bear animals. Ewoks. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm Ewoks. Ewoks. So he plays one of the Ewoks, and he's played like a role in almost every Star Wars movie. And in this movie, I didn't know that. Yeah, in this movie, he's like doesn't he's not like in a mask or anything. He's only like done that like once or twice. He shoots a rocket in this movie. He's it's a crazy. little person. You see him at one point. He like takes. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. Here's a question. Yeah. 
I have a real quick question. When the Raider people take off their helmets, is one of them um, Bruce Willis? One kind of looked like Bruce Willis. <laughs> you never know with Star Wars. And I was, <laughs> I almost rewound it, but I was like, I have a Zoom to get to. <laughs> So near the end, uh, the camera and boom mic are reflected in the helmet of one of Voss's henchmen when he gets knocked down by Enoughy. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's because they're like shooting this movie like in three months because yeah, they had like, so many go, reshoots. Go, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Dryden Voss's original concept art portrayed him as a dinosaur bird-like figure. With the development of a love triangle between him, Han, and Kira, his design became more humanoid, majestic, and handsome in order to evoke more jealousy from Han. Now, see, I would have liked it if she was attracted to a dinosaur. Same. Yes, because because then we would have that perfect imagery to be like, how is homegirl fucking this dinosaur? Yeah. Right, because you already got uh, Lando fucking a robot. And we also got um, uh, Luke drinking the milk out of that dinosaur's tit. Which is kind of sexy. so upsetting. (laughs) Um, Okay, more trivia. Uh, Lando Carizian says Han Solo I hate you oh you you gave us that trivia earlier and then Han says I know so in Empire Strikes Back Leia says to Hans I love you and and Han says I know yes which is like a funny callback to someone's just like I know yeah I know it's like oh uh, whatever he's been saying that forever it makes it less cute he just always says that yeah he's just like I fucking know Let's get into some of these reviews from when it came out, okay? So The Guardian says, Solo, a Star Wars story, moreover, has a glorious origin myth meet cute to set up one of cinema's greatest bromances, the stoic Wookiee Chewbacca and the insolently Mm. handsome freebooting rebel pilot Han Solo. And Alden Ehrenreich absolutely crushes the role to powder, swaggeringly reviving the memory of the young Harrison Ford's romantic gallantry. And there's another meet cute come to think of it. The love that flowers between man and machine, between the reckless pilot and the sleekly iconic Millennium Falcon. Well, that person loved it. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is CNET. Sometimes I think the worst thing that happened to Star Wars was when someone decided to call it a saga. With so much weight attached to each new movie in the series, it's easy to forget these things are supposed to be fun. Even if Solo is lightweight, I'm thrilled to see Star Wars uh, see a Star Wars movie that isn't laden with ponderous lore. Instead, just takes us on a rollicking romp through colorful sci- through a colorful sci-fi universe. Oh, so they liked it so, too. Yeah, it got pretty decent reviews. Mm-hmm. I I liked I liked Solo. Yeah, I did too. I mean, as far as these things go, I liked it. I think like I'd rewatch the Last Jedi before I would rewatch this one. But yes, this could have been a little bit shorter, I think. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I wish it was like more of a like Han Solo slash Chewie movie, because I think that would have taken a little pressure off it being like this Harrison Ford thing. That's true. Yeah. Um, wait, mm-hmm. did you guys ever you should watch the video? My friend Devin Field sent me this video of Harrison Ford surprising Alden Ehrenreich oh. like, in some press mm-hmm. junket. And he like talks about how he was like so proud of him in the movie and loved his portrayal. Aww. And like that's nice considering he usually says like shit about not giving a shit about. Uh-huh. Yeah, Star Wars. it's interesting because he I think he knew that this guy was going into a really tough situation. And he kind of came out just saying he played it so smart. That's nice. Which I agree with. He didn't try to do like a full impression. And mm-hmm. yeah. It's a cool clip. I like that. I might actually watch it. How long is the clip? Oh, it's so short. It's a very short clip. Okay, then maybe I'll watch it. Yeah. You'll watch it. You don't have to watch a 30-minute breakdown. I'll watch it if it's one minute. Is it one minute? Just one minute. It is one less than one minute, minute, I promise. Well. Wait, can yeah. I give you another YouTube video to watch? Yes. Have you guys watch, watched uh, the audition for Ray? No. No. By Daisy Ridley? There's a YouTube video of her auditioning for The Force Awakens, and it's that scene where she's like fighting back in the chair with Kylo Ren. And mm-hmm. it's one of the best audition scenes I've ever seen. It's like, Ooh. I think it's really fun to watch. Oh, mm. how long is it? Is it just that one scene? Oh my God. It's is it so one long. Don't it. It's two and a half hours. <laughs> it's uh. actually just the whole movie. They made her do all the scenes. <laughs> Anyways, I love that you guys love Star Wars now. I love that you knew that it was. I don't know if I. Java. We just Star know. Wars. We have brains and we remember what we saw we know for <laughs> at least fifty percent of it. Yes. Yeah. Do you have any other little knowledge droplets you want to drop on us? Um, I will give you. I'll give you one stupid thing that I know. Okay. And the issue, and and I want to just give you this going into the third of the the sequel movies. Because you're going to watch The Rise of Skywalker. 
So it went from J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams to Ryan Johnson back to J.J. Abrams. And there is a lot of controversy that the directors didn't agree on what movies they were making. So there's like issues with that. Oh. Um, but J.J. Abrams is this very like apologetic or like not apologetic, but he's very like does whatever the fans want in a little bit of a way. And people are a little bit annoyed with J.J. Abrams. But one of the first lines of Force Awakens, the first line is by Max Boncito. And he says... Now we begin to make things right. And that's J.J. Abrams saying, fuck the prequels. Now I'm going to make these sequels. Mm, And when you watch the movies, when you watch the movies, there are all these little not. It's almost like the directors are fighting in the movie. So then when Ryan Mm -hmm. Johnson gets the movie, he's kind of like, fuck the past. Like, fuck the reminiscing and the nostalgia. Like, let's have new stories. And then J.J. Abrams takes it back. So just. Be aware that, like, these three movies are, like, a fight between two directors, and that's why... So, I think I'm gonna like The Rise of Skywalker, because... Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I loved Force Awakens. That was, like, one of... It's my number two movie, maybe, or number three. I love Force Awakens, too, and I love the... I love Force Awakens and The Last Jedi together, and Rise of Skywalker I don't hate, but I think you'll see it's, like, it's almost separate than the other two. Oh, boy. Okay. Wow. But enjoy it. I think you guys will have fun. It'll be your final two and a half hour movie to watch. Oh, my God. Well, you can't guarantee that. <laughs> oh, you gotta I'm watch sure Rogue there's One other things we have to And we have watch Ewoks, Rogue and there's like so much going on. You gotta on. watch The Mandalorian. You guys are fucked, dude. Yeah. You got see? the time. <laughs> Sean, do you have anything you want to promote? Um, shit, man. <laughs> um, oh, you know, sometime soon, maybe a Netflix show will be coming out about a kid show about food that I worked on. I can't say much more I about that, but look for that, that in the okay. summer sometime. That will be a fun project. I guess my, I don't know. I'll probably Instagram start a Patreon. And... Hit me up. Yeah. Yeah, hit me up on uh, at Sean Distant. I'm out of work, so I'll probably start a Patreon. Look for new podcasts coming soon. Um, it'll probably be breakdowns of newcomers episodes. <laughs> so <laughs> That would be great. Hit me up. <laughs> Honestly, that would be so funny. I would start listening to podcasts funny. just for that. <laughs> uh, this is so fun, guys. I love that you guys are watching Star Wars, even if you don't quite love it yet. Well, thank you for oh, doing it. Thank you it. for doing it. Well, guys, if you're out there and you want to help us out, uh, give the show a review on your favorite podcast app. Yes, and we'll read a few please. reviews each week. Here's one. From Natalie Saith, it's a gorgeous five-star review. By the way, we're only reading five-star reviews, so don't write some bad review. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I now believe in the Force. As a person who's always trying to understand epic stories, but whose brain is broken, question mark, or perhaps has bad taste, question mark, because I just don't follow narratives or buy into them the way others do, I feel I've been waiting my entire life for this podcast. It's a charming, down-to-earth conversation with personable noobs and experts. I've LOL'd so often, and I wish I could be there in person for these chats. I couldn't love this more. I'm trying to get everyone I know to listen thank you that was very nice thank you uh this one is trying to figure out how to make this podcast longer i love these two so much and this podcast is currently one of the bright spots in my week i'm so i'm desperately trying to come up with ways for them to continue the podcast once they finish watching all the movies a few ideas we can make them re-watch all of the movies again Oh my god, no. to see if their opinions change at all. We could never. <laughs> I would I never. I think there's a bunch of books it. and TV shows I could branch into. Or my personal favorite idea, have Nicole and Lauren write a sequel about Chewbacca and the Wookiee family. <laughs> we could I just want to listen to Nicole and Lauren. <laughs> I have absolutely zero patience for this universe forever. <laughs> Aw, thank you. Guys, that fan fiction episode is so fucking funny. I want you to do more <laughs> fan fiction, please. That was very fun. I have to say. It was very fun. And now we both know that fan fiction doesn't have to be sexual. I know, but I still think I would make mine sexual if I did it again. Oh, no. It'd have to be sexy. That's the best stuff. (laughs) Wait, I do want to just really quickly give a shout out to that YouTube page again. New rock stars on YouTube. They do great breakdowns of all this nerdy shit. I'm not affiliated with them in any way, but I just like it. They're good. They help me enjoy shit. I'm sure people will check that out. That's nice. And Nicole, do you have anything you want to plug? Yes, I have a book coming out June 2nd. It's called Hashtag Very Fat, Very Brave. Also, new Nailed It comes out April 1st on Netflix. Lauren? <clears throat> yes, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Lauren Lapkus. I've uh, done a watch along for The Last Jedi on there. I also did a watch along with my husband for the movie Hook. We're going to do more watch alongs. People are enjoying them. We're just talking over the movie. You can sync it up. It's like having company during the quarantine. So get with that. We're going to do a bunch of those. 
And there's a lot of improv on there in my short film that I made, which Sean is in, which everyone should go watch. Um, and so I would funny. love for you guys to watch it and I would love to hear your opinion. Um, and um, I'm on Good Girls on NBC. I'm doing a bunch of episodes. They're starting to air um, right now. I think my episode aired a couple of days before this episode drops, my first episode. So those are on Hulu um, the day after they air on NBC if you want to watch that show. And I have a fun part on that. And I have a movie coming out soon called The Wrong Missy, which is coming to Netflix. It's me and David Spade. And it kissing. looks so <laughs> funny. I can't wait to fucking see it. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. I can't wait for everyone to see it. It's so crazy. And they might there, you know, there's been I saw he posted something about how they might move it up a little bit with the quarantine and everything to get some fun new content out there for the people. But you can listen to Freedom, my other podcast with Scott Ackerman and Paul F. Tompkins, um, where we just chat. All the episodes have been released for free on um, Apple and wherever you listen. So that's another fun one. Um, but yeah, I think that should cover mm-hmm. everything we're doing right now. Uh, stay inside. And guys, stay safe and yes. stay home. Stay inside, please, God. Oh, my God. Yes, that is stay the big home. message here. Stay home. Please tell if there are people you know who are not staying yes. home, yell at them because I've had to do that with a few people yeah. in my life. It is crazy, but like but we got to flatten the we curve. Flatten it so it goes away and we can all like leave our homes again. Yes, I like doing that. All right. All right. Well, this was really fun. Thanks, Sean. Mwah. Love Bye. you. Love Bye. you, too. You guys are the best. That was a HeadGum Podcast.